Hey guys, how you going? It's Billy Metcalf from with the Fantasy Inquirer podcast. This is episode number three, and I will be breaking down the Football Guys Players Championship draft from uh, May 4th. That was Saturday night. I'm recording this on May 6th, Monday. Um, the Fantasy Players Championship uh, is through the FFPC. Anybody who doesn't know the FFPC, it's... Uh, Traditionally a season-long high-stakes format. I've been playing in it for about seven years or so since the Football Guys Players Championship uh, has been offered through there. It has different leagues as low as $35 now, $77, $150, $250, and then mid-range leagues, $350 to $500, then your high-stakes leagues, $1250, $5000 and up. I traditionally get in a $350 Football Guys Players Championship Leagues. Um, someone asked me a question. How long have I been doing these leagues at the volume I've been doing them? Last year I did about 12 leagues and the uh, FFPC Football Guys. I also did their main event. Uh, one team in there through the FFPC. That's $1,800. And um, I went out to Vegas and drafted it. Uh, anyone who ever wants to have a good time, go out to Vegas and draft a main event team through the FFPC. I'm telling you, it's a great time. I'm not sure if I'll get back out there this year, but I'd like to for sure. So let's focus on the uh, Football Guys Players Championship draft. This draft, you, uh, you play for the championship rounds. I'll just sort of go through the setup of this. You uh, have playing a 12-man league traditionally. You have a point per reception. You have a point and a half per tight end reception. So tight ends are going to get driven up by that extra half point for sure. Some people say you want to take tight ends. Some people say you shouldn't take tight ends. Traditionally, especially last year, I had a lot of success by taking two tight ends. Uh, both fairly early in this format. A lot of times I would take uh, maybe an Ertz in the second or third and then take uh, O.J. Howard or an Ebron in the ninth through twelfth round. That's probably how I'll go at it again this year. It all just depends. But the uh, the cost of the league, like I said, is 350 and you do a 12-team traditional regular season with weeks 1 through 11, where two teams get prizes, first and second. It's uh, $1,800 cash or a free main event team, free main event team, or the other prize is a three-pack of football guys, teams for next year, and $500 cash, which I have to, to, to do in about four of my leagues that I won last year. So I'm sitting on about 12 credits of football guys teams right now. Um, after you do uh, the regular season in that, it goes from weeks 1 through 11. Weeks 12 through 13, you and four teams uh, face off for weeks 12 and 13. And then week 13, you face off for the league title in there. And like I said, first place gets that, and then second place just gets 500. So... Drops off real quick. And third and fourth don't get a dime. So a lot of people really don't like that. But I 
I used to not like it until <laughs> until I ran really hot in it last year and won five of them. But uh, I, I definitely, <laughs> when you're on the short end of a second or a third, uh, you know, you'd like a little more prizes. But that's not where all the honey's at in this. It's in the championship rounds, which you can advance to by uh, qualifying uh, in the top 10 percentile. Or you get an automatic berth by being the number one seed in your league or the number two high points uh, team in your league. And basically the championship rounds are week 14 through 16. And they're just a boat race of most points total in those three weeks. And uh, I had a goal of getting in the top 50 last year with the team. I fell short. I had two right on the edge of 100. I think I was like 101 and 103. Um, I think that I might have won a thousand extra on that or something, but it just the margin of error is so thin, and it's just you just when you get in those high impact formats like that, a catch or a fraction of a point can drop you a tier in money real fast. Okay, so now that we know about the league, let's talk about the draft on Saturday. So first, Christian McCaffrey went. Next, Saquon Barkley. Third, Ezekiel Elliott. And fourth, Alvin Kamara to me. So I had the number fourth pick. I was hoping for one of those three guys to drop to me, but I was fine taking Kamara. Uh, Number fifth pick was DeAndre Hopkins. Number six was Travis Kelsey. Seven, David Johnson. Eight, Le'Veon Bell. Nine, Melvin Gordon. Ten, Devontae Adams. Eleven, Michael Thomas. Twelve, Julio Jones. And around the turn at the 12-01, Antonio Brown, 1202. Odell Beckham, 1203. Zach Ertz. Remember, I told you this is a point and a half per reception league, so the tight ends are pushed up. The 1204, Joe Mixon. The 1205, Dalvin Cook. The 1206, Todd Gurley. Let's talk about him for a minute. On Twitter, a lot of people saw that and they were kind of taken aback by it. You know, why, why are we avoiding him like the plague? Well, let's see. He uh, still says he's having problems with his knee. Still is not saying it's 100%. They came out and drafted Daryl Henderson, who I personally had as my number one running back in the draft this year for rookies. They took him in the third round, moved up to get him. They re-signed Malcolm Brown, who looked very good last year before his injury. And then on top of it all, the coach, uh, McVeigh, came out and said they want to run more two running back sets uh, in 2019. So if more than one running back's on the field and Gurley doesn't get the ball, you're not going to get points. So everything's clearly pointing for Gurley to not be a Belcott running back this year. So that's why we're all avoiding him like the plague. There was people pointing out that, oh, my God, if Todd Gurley comes back to being Todd Gurley, that's going to be a league winner. Well, it very well may be, but... I definitely don't see him coming back to being a league winner, personally. And I think that's the consensus here. So he went at the 206. The 207 was Mike Evans, 208, George Kittle. The 209, to me, was James Conner. I was pretty surprised he uh, stayed, stayed around this long. I have uh, I had Juju Smith-Schuster with the pick after me, too, in the chamber. And I kind of wanted to try something different. Because like I told you, I got at least 12 of these teams I'm going to be doing this year. I'll probably buy in for another three-pack. And uh, I like to try different stuff, different strategies, kind of. 
But my bread and butter usually is getting two receivers in the first three rounds. If anyone follows me from last year or my work at Fantasy Inquirer, you know that I like to do a hybrid uh, backwards draft. I like to take maybe a Belcott running back, and I like to really hammer those receivers. And I love to get handcuffed running backs. I love to get the running backs in the 7th through 10th round. Like in this draft, I'll highlight here in a minute. Um, so I took Connor at 209. 210 was Juju. 211, Nick Chubb. 212, T.Y. Hilton. At the 301 was Keenan Allen. The 302, Aaron Jones, which really surprised us. That's something else that kind of jumped off the page. Typically, he was going around in the RB20, you know, maybe the beginning of the fourth round. So he went at the start of the third round here. Next was Fournette, 303. The 304... To me, was Derrick Henry. So I picked Derrick Henry over Damian Williams, Sony Michelle, Marlon Mack, Karrion Johnson, Devontae Freeman. Now, a lot of people have Derrick Henry on the other side of those guys. And I don't see it that way at all. I think the volume will still be there for Derrick Henry. I think they finally, in the last five games, figured out how to use him as a bell cow running back. So there's not going to be any worry in my mind that he's going to get the volume. Will he be catching the passes? No, probably not. But I still think he's going to catch more than he did last year. So I value him higher than definitely Damian Williams. Marlon Mack, I, I like him. But let's face it, he's hurt all the time. Fournette, I'm, you know, he went one pick ahead of me, so I'm glad I didn't have to make that decision. And uh, Devontae Freeman, I, I know a lot of people are high on him this year, but I, I'm not high on him. His injury history scares the crap out of me personally. What does he have? Three, at least three concussions already. I mean, he's. I think he's a guy. And later on in the draft, I actually backed him up with Edo Smith, who I think could supplant him sometime this year. So after Derrick Henry at the three hundred five was Mari Cooper, three hundred six Damian Williams, three hundred seven AJ Green from the Cincinnati Bungles, who's just barely holding on there. He went ahead of Adam Thielen, Diggs, Julian Edelman, um, and Cooper Cup, and Tyler Lockett, which I definitely wouldn't take him over those guys. Not at his age, not with Andy Dalton on the last leg of his red rocketness throwing him the ball. I, I don't trust that situation at all. I knew I know it's a new coach. I just I don't trust that uh, tandem anymore. Uh, after that, the 308 was Sonny Michelle, 309 Adam Thielen, 310 Marlon Mack, 311 Stefan Diggs, 312 Julian Edelman. So nothing too crazy in the first three rounds stands out other than Aaron Jones going up to the 302, in my opinion. I believe that was too high. I mean, maybe, maybe uh, Matt LaFleur is going to come in and he's going to make him a bell cow, but Matt LaFleur last year basically ruined Derrick Henry for the first, what, nine or ten games of the year by playing let's split the carries with Deion Lewis. So I don't have a whole hell of a lot of faith in him doing that, uh, not you know, not messing him up again this year. Plus Aaron Jones misses a heck of a lot of games. He has a big injury history. At the 401, Patrick Mahomes went, the first quarterback off the board, 402 carry on, 403 Devontae Freeman, 404 Josh Jacobs, the rookie of Chucky Gruden. Uh, I'm not surprised to see him go there. I think that's just about right. That's probably where I have him in my rankings, maybe a whisker whisker low. 
Let's see. He's, yeah, just about perfect. After that, Andrew Luck went, who I'd personally have him flopped with Patrick Mahomes, especially after the Ty- Tyreek Hill debacle. Uh, I just I don't see him repeating what he did last year without Tyreek Hill. You know, he could still have a great year, but I don't think it's going to be that, you know, like last year. I don't think he's going to throw 50-some touchdowns. Uh, 305, 306 is Robert Woods, 307 is Mark Ingram, 308 is Philip Lindsay, who's not going to come back until August with that wrist injury. Um, I like somebody, actually the same drafter here took Philip Lindsay in the, uh, fourth round and he backed it up in the eighth round with Royce Freeman, which I think is a pretty darn good move right there, honestly, in the eighth round. I really like that play by by this drafter. At the three oh nine or four oh nine is Kenny Galladay, which I took to pair with Kamara, Connor, and Henry. At the three ten is Brandon Cooks. Yes, I pre- I passed on Brandon Cooks over uh, Galladay. I love Brandon Cooks, but I just don't trust him to get as many targets and as much volume as Kenny Galladay is going to get from Matthew Stafford. Um, the 311, 4-11, Hunter Henry, 4-12, Evan Ingram. The tight end runs kind of starting there. Um, a lot of people have Evan Ingram over Hunter Henry. We really don't know a whole heck of a lot about Hunter Henry. We don't know how he's going to come back, what he's going to do. I personally wouldn't have taken him that high. I probably would have waited him to drop a little bit. At the 501, it was Kenyon Drake, 502, Mike Williams, 503, DJ Moore, 504, Tyler Lockett to me, 505, Tariq Cohen, 506, Tyler Boyd, 507, Cooper Cup, 508, LaShawn McCoy, 509, Allen Robinson, 510, Chris Godwin, 511, Chris Carson, 512, Lamar Miller. Um, What sticks out to me in that round is LaShawn McCoy. Going at uh, at the 508, that's just I, there's a lot of smoke about him being traded, and, and and if he is traded, if he went to Tampa Bay, or one of these teams is hungry for a running back, and he he starts. I mean, I think there's a world where he jumps back up and could sneak into the back end of the top 12 running backs. Honestly, he he still has some juice left, but in the situation he's in right now, he's in a situation with. Frank Gore's there now, TJ uh, Yeldon, and then they just drafted uh, Singletary. So I don't know what they're expecting LaShawn McCoy to do this year. I don't think he's going to get nearly as much volume as he has in the past. So that pick's a little too high. Some of the guys that went after him, uh, Carson, even Lamar Miller, I'd probably rather have over him, not by much, but... Darius Geis, Latavius Murray, I'd love to have them. And then James White, uh, David Montgomery, I'd, I'd take David Montgomery and Miles Sanders over over McCoy. So let's look at the sixth round. Let's start the sixth round. It went Eric Ebron, Calvin Ridley, Sammy Watkins, O.J. Howard, Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry, Jared Cook. So we got that tight end run coming. At the 606, Emmanuel Sanders which some people on Twitter thought was curious when they read this board. But if he's back to form from that Achilles, I, I think that's a fair price. But 
we just got to see. It's Flacco under center. It's a new coach. Coming off the Achilles, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty there. So I don't know if I would have taken them that high, but I'm not going to knock the guy for doing it. I see why he did. At the uh, 507 Baker Mayfield, next Alshon Jeffrey to me. So I started three running backs, which I don't normally do, like I said. Kamara, Connor, Henry, and then I went Galladay, Lockett, Jeffrey. And I was kind of surprised to – that Jeffrey was still there, honestly. Because after that, it really kind of dries up. Uh, after that, the receiver that went was Dante Pettis, who I probably would have taken. And then after that, the 7-1, somebody jumped up and took Nikhil Harry, which that's kind of a head-scratcher to me because this is a redraft season-long league, and he's a Patriots rookie wide receiver going to a place that has Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon may be coming back. All the running backs in that stable. I, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to make that much of an impact to be drafted. At, you know, where he's drafted. At, uh, you know, have that much equity come back from that. So that was that was a little head scratching. But I mean, who knows? Maybe Brady could lock into him and he could be great. So we just really don't know right now. But Nikhil Harry was the most polished receiver most people thought in the rookie draft this year so I mean I, I don't know if it's going to turn out right away like I wouldn't have taken him that early that's basically what I'm trying to say um next at the 702 and 703 James White and Dave Montgomery who these two picks right here this is why I draft backwards a lot James White was the RB6 last year in PPR uh you know he's taken right now as a what, 26th running back-ish off the board? 25th? I mean, he could easily, easily finish in the top 15 this year. I have him ranked as the uh, RB18. So even I'm kind of low on him, but I, I really like him. I'd take him as an RB2 in a second. I wouldn't worry one bit about it. So that was that was a great pick. If I didn't go running back heavy, I would definitely be targeting him or David Montgomery. I really think that Matt Nagy wants to make Montgomery kind of a workhorse. Like, he can catch, he can run, he's fast, he's athletic, he's sort of everything Jordan Howard wasn't. And he's kind of, the Kareem Hunt comp is a little tiring, but that's what we have to go on now since we haven't really seen him do much other than in college. But I trust Matt Nagy and uh, Ryan Pace, you know, drafting ability. And they went up and got their guy. They had no draft picks this year after trading for uh, for Khalil Mack last year. Sorry about that. Um, so that was a 703. Those are two running backs that I could really, really see, you know, return in value. I'd, I'd love those guys in the sixth or seventh round. Like if I took a bunch of receivers or tight end, those are two guys I'd definitely target. Um, I'm just going to kind of read you uh, some people that stick out instead of every round now because this podcast is getting kind of long, and I know you don't want to hear the entire board. Um, so after that, Najoku went to me after those three receivers, and then Delaney Walker and Jimmy Graham went for the tight ends after that before Austin Hooper, Trey Burton, and Vance McDonald, which was kind of surprising to me also. Um, 
quarterback started to go then. Deshaun Watson went at the uh, 7-3, and Aaron Rodgers went at the 8-3. I was kind of surprised to see Rodgers as the 1-2-3-4, fifth quarterback taken. Uh, I think some people are starting to cool off on him. I know I am. I'm, I don't really trust Matt LaFleur, and I've been hearing some people who I respect a lot saying that that maybe, you know, by by week five or six, that uh, Aaron Rodgers might start to miss Mike McCarthy because I, I'm not sure he's going to like this offense. If it's anything like last year's, and they haven't really upgraded at receiver other than Devontae Adams, so... Uh, it could be some tough sledding for Rodgers, for sure. Um, let's go with some stuff that stands out in the draft. Um, let's see here. Cousins going at the 18.05. This is a 20-round draft. So basically you got Cousins in the second to last round, third to last round. That was really wild, I thought. Uh, Paris Campbell. Went at the 10.04, while Devin Funches went at the 11.04. These are both Colts receivers. Campbell was taken from Ohio State. He has a comp as pretty much being like T.Y. Helton. So I don't see him making an immediate impact right away. And Devin Funches, on the other hand, though, he could be a red zone target right away, just like Ebron last year. And if he's on the field all the time in those three receiver sets, I think Devin Funchess is criminally underrated. So getting him, getting Funchess at the 11-4, he went to me, by the way. Um, I, 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 I love that pick. But uh, Paris Campbell going a full round ahead of him really surprised me also. Um, Todd Gurley at the 206. Daryl Henderson, his backup running back, went at the 901. So anyone who's thinking they're just going to handcuff Gurley or jump up and take Henderson for nothing, you better be ready to pay up because that might be the earliest he's, or the latest he's going to go. I could probably see Henderson and some people start to take him at the end of the seventh round or so just because they don't believe in Gurley anymore. Um, Nicole Hardman for the Kansas City Chiefs went at the 903. That uh, that was something else that kind of shocked me a little bit. I mean, he's really raw. He has a comp of Tariq Hill, obviously, but just as raw as Hill was when Hill came out. And uh, he to take take him out of nine oh three. That's I mean, some of the receivers that went ahead of him were uh, or behind him were D.D. Westbrook, D.K. Metcalf, John Brown, James Washington, Kiki Kuti, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Curtis Samuel. I, you know, I think most of us would take those guys instead of McCall, Nicole Hardman, but I'm not gonna speak for the guy. I mean, it's his pick; he can do whatever he wants. But I, I'd personally take those other guys over him. I think that's a little bit too early. Uh, what else jumps out at us here? Kyler Murray went at the 14:01. That was. very very high. You may you may be saying the fourteen oh one. Wow, he went really late. Well, not in these drafts because you know the saying quarterbacks go super late, take a quarterback late. That applies double in uh, FFPC football guy leagues. Kyler Murray went at the fourteen oh one. The people that went behind him, 
Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston, Ben Roethlisberger, Josh Allen, Jimmy Garoppolo, Philip Rivers, Kirk Cousins. So, <laughs> Carla Murray went ahead of all those guys. I mean, again, he's the number one overall pick. He's in a new offense that's going to be throwing the ball and doing the air raid craziness. So, you never know. I mean, could be a good pick. I uh, I took Bree or I took Wilson at the twelve oh four, and I was gonna back him up with Josh Allen, who I love. Josh Allen was uh, second, had the second most points for any quarterback I believe in the last six or seven weeks of the year last year. He was absolutely on fire. You didn't win any money in daily fantasy football last year during that time period unless you had Josh Allen. It seemed on your team. He just went bonkers. And he only improves this year by adding John Brown. And um, who else did they get? They got another receiver. She's not coming to me right now. But um, they also got TJ Yeldon. So they're kind of they're stacked, I think. I like, the, I like the Bills, personally. I think Josh Allen, I have him as a QB number 10 in my quarterback ranking, so... For him to go all the way down here in the 15th round, I, I really like him. Like, I'd almost take him as a QB1 if I could pair him up with a Garoppolo, Wentz, Rivers. Because I think you might be end up starting him most of the year. But uh, what happened was uh, I had the 15-4 uh, pick. Somebody picked him at the 15-02 to pair him at, with uh, Lamar, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, who he picked at the 14-02. So I got sniped, so I had to settle with Jimmy Garoppolo as my backup quarterback. Which could be worse, but I really wanted Allen there. So the moral of the story with Allen is, if you want him this year, go one round ahead of what you're going to take him. Let's see what else we got here. That's pretty much it for this draft. Um, I'll do a quick read of my team out for you. Um, A lot of people are commenting on teams they liked. My team was one of the frequent frequent ones, team number four. A lot of people love team number three, and some people love team number seven. Um, I don't get into too much of this, what I call draft pageantry, ranking teams and liking teams, because some of the worst-looking teams I've had were some of the best teams at the end. Just how I draft, upside down, taking handcuffs, taking players late who people might not look, look for. Um, so I, if a team looks bad, I'm not going to, you know, put it down or anything. Uh, my team was, I started at the fourth pick, like I said. My team was Alvin Kamara, James Conner, Derek Henry, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Lockett, Alshon Jeffrey, David Njoku, and Trey Burton back-to-back at 7-8. and eight. Remember, this is a point-and-a-half point reception league. Number nine, I took D.D. Westbrook, who I love this year in the slot with Nick Foles pulling the trigger. Number 10, I took Edo Smith. Remember I was saying how I don't think Devontae Freeman can last a full year. He's a great backup handcuff to have um, in your leagues this year, I think, because he's going to step in and fill that role when he gets hurt. Number 11, I picked Devin Funchess. I talked about how I really liked him catching touchdowns and being in the red zone. Number 12, Russell Wilson. Can't go wrong with Russell. Highest paid guy in the league. Maybe they'll let him throw more passes and, uh, you know, make more plays. Imagine that. A guy, a playmaker, actually making plays and being unshackled. So maybe that'll happen again. I'm high on Wilson this year, so I like the pick. 
Number 13, my old boy, Kalen Balage, who came on last year. And I believe he had like a 70-yard run one week out of nowhere against the Vikings in week 14 or 15 when they finally let him touch the ball. I, I, I'm still a believer. 13th round is good. I was taking him in like the 10th, 10th and 11th round last year because I liked him last year so much. Uh, number 14, I took Traquan Smith, receiver for the Saints. Uh, I like him a lot too. He was great last year in a few games, and he laid complete goose eggs in other games. So I don't know if that had something to do with Breeze throwing last year and his weak play at the end or just the running game with how good it was. But he's worth the 14th round pick. Number 15th round, I took Garoppolo. And um, 16th, Gaskowski is my kicker. Justin Jackson, remember him? Handcuffed him Melvin Gordon last year. He came in and helped a lot of people in the playoffs last year. He's a serviceable backup, a guy I'd, I'm going to be taking in a lot of leagues late because if Gordon does go down, he's just going to step right back in with Eckler and fill in that Gordon role. Number 18, around 18, I picked the Eagles defense, mainly because I saw they played Philadelphia, uh, or they played the Washington Redskins the first round. Number 19, Cameron Brake because he catches touchdowns. In the 20th round, I took Deshaun Hamilton, who was great last year for Denver, who I liked a lot. And I think it's going to be good this year again. So that is the recap of the May 4th Football Guys Players Championship draft. I'll probably be doing a couple more of these, maybe one next month. So I'll be talking to you guys later. Bye.